This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Today, we are talking all about how to improve your networking skills. Now, for a lot of people, even if you feel fairly confident networking and knowing you're going into a room where you potentially don't know many people can have you absolutely coming out in a sweat. And I want to help you through that. So first of all, when you go networking, you've got to start with the end in mind. What do you want out of this situation? Who is it that you want to connect with? What connections do you want to have? What do you want to tell people about yourself and to what end result? So you've got to go in knowing who you help and how you help them and remind yourself of that right from the word go. You want to also go into that networking situation really, really clear on the fact that this is not just about you. The best way to get something out of networking is to really listen and engage with other people and be the one in the room who is really listening and not just looking over their shoulder to see who else there is that might be more interesting. Each person you meet, if you really engage with what they want and how you can help them with how you can refer them on to somebody else to get them business that's going to help them grow, then over time, as you approach networking in this way, as someone who is useful, valuable and looking to connect others, then you are going to grow that know, like and trust factor. And as human beings, we want that power of persuasion, the psychology of persuasion is that we want to help those who have helped us. That is part of that reciprocal desire to help those who have furthered our own game, who have given us what we want. And that's actually quite a primal thing for human beings. So if you're going into networking, instead thinking, how can I help these people? How can I be of value? It gives a very different energy to you and your interactions than how can I push my services on them? So I think the key things are making sure you have a rough idea of your pitch. And by that, I don't just mean if in this networking scenario, you have to give a one minute or a 30 second stand up in front of the room and deliver who you are. Some networking events have that. Others don't. But you want to make sure that you are in every situation where someone asks what you do, super clear on who you help and how you do it. And a good way to think about that is when we looked earlier in the series about how to craft your LinkedIn profile, we looked at having a sentence structure along the lines of, I help XYZ, the particular kinds of people, to achieve XYZ by XYZ. So you're giving an idea of the exactly kind of ideal client avatar. You are giving the results that you get, where you take them to, or the problem you are removing them from, and then the mechanism by which you do it. So that is, I help XYZ to achieve XYZ by XYZ. And that is, in essence, a really, really simple pitch. It's easy for people to understand what you do. And you want to make that language that you use in that one or two brief sentences as simple as possible. Don't use jargon. Don't use terms that people aren't going to remember. 
effectively, when you're in a room where lots of people are meeting others, you want to communicate as clearly as possible. And it's the kind of language that a five-year-old might use. So if someone else can't communicate and repeat what you're saying, if it's too wordy, if it's too jargonistic, it's not going to stick for them. There is a brilliant book actually called The Jelly Effect. I can't remember who it's called, but we'll find it on the show notes. And it is about how you make sure that you're not just flinging all your stuff at somebody and hoping that it will stick in terms of your words and everything you do. That instead you are being precise, you are being clear and concise so that they are able to digest that information much more readily. And you want to think about what they might be describing you to if they were then at another networking event, they're at a dinner party or they were with a friend casually who had a particular problem. You want to make sure that you are the person who solves that particular problem and they remember you for that. So first of all, look at your pitch, who you are, what you do, what is your niche specialism? I think when you're meeting individuals, it's always good to say, I'm looking to connect with or how could you help me connect with? Do you know these particular kinds of people? Because that, again, places you really firmly in their mind. You want to make sure that you listen. You want to make sure that you are not constantly thinking about what you're going to say next. You're focusing on the person in front of you and you are engaged with what value you could bring to them. And those exchanges where we build rapport and we are really matching and mirroring and seeing the body language and actually there with that other person, we get so much more from that. Now, it's true that we don't all immediately click with everybody and that's okay. And having a few stock sentences that make it comfortable for you to leave a one-to-one scenario within a networking event where you're not having to pretend you're nipping off to the toilet can be really powerful. A simple, well, it was lovely to meet you. I'm going to go and, and mingle in the room. That's okay to do that confidently and clearly. And I think planning a couple of those confident, clear lines where you're not rejecting someone else and you're not feeling that you have to stay in a conversation you don't want to be in, but that you are professional, courteous and confident about moving on. I think having a couple of those stock sentences up your sleeve is really useful. So before you go into that networking room, think about how you might leave conversations that you have got enough from with confidence and clarity. How can you be confident and clear in what you say you do? And how can you make sure you have a clear call to action about what you want so that when you go into that room, you are super clear on the results you want and that you are there to get other people results as well. I know that it can be difficult going into a room where you don't know people. You think, who do I speak to? And particularly if you're going into a room where it seems like lots of people know each other. And going back to that book, The Jelly Effects, I really wish I could remember the author right now. But it was brilliant because it was written by a chap whose mother was blind. And so he, as a young boy, would go into rooms and describe to his mother exactly who was standing where and what their body language was like. And everything that he learned and did naturally for his mother, he has then put the crystallized in this book about how to read the body language. And I don't just mean the postures of the body language, but whether when people are talking in groups, whether they're crowded in together, all face the same space, or whether their bodies are much more open and therefore inviting other people to join the conversation. And you can see this in conversations that are one-to-one, where people are facing front to each other. That's not a conversation where you want to try and join in. But if their body language is open, if their feet are separately placed and they're 
they're much more wide, then they are inviting other people to join their conversation at a subconscious level. So I would highly recommend doing some reading around body language and about networking and how to read the room. Because for me, that meant that I knew that if right this second, everybody's body language was fairly closed. Actually, I'm probably only going to have to wait 30 seconds or a minute or two until their body language changes. There will be a subtle shift in what's going on in the room. And that's the time to go and approach somebody because their conversation will be changing in flow and they're not right there locked in in full rapport with each other. They are looking to break open in some way. So I hope that this has helped. I think networking is such an important part of growing your business. And this doesn't always have to be formal networking. This can actually be who you socialise with. And that comes back to knowing who you help and how you help them, what result you get so that people can remember you. And if you're not clear on this yourself, then do that work around what a formal pitch might be like so that you can then bring that language into a super simple sentence or two about what you do. Because there's nothing worse than being asked, what do you do? And stumbling over it because then you don't feel as though you come across confidently, as though you come across as knowing your stuff. So work on this, nail it, and then you can go into any situation confidently able to put across the value that you bring and who you bring it to. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.